Hello, and welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, Conversations About Impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose, even more than your why. Impact is where you and your unique business meet the world and contributes to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Susie Moore. Susie is a former Silicon Valley sales director turned life coach. She's been featured on the Today Show as well as O Magazine, Business Insider, Forbes, Time, and Marie Claire. She's the author of Stop Checking Your Likes and What If It Does Work Out, which was named by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the eight business books entrepreneurs must lead to dominate their industry. Welcome to the podcast, Susie. I'm so happy you're here. Ursula, I'm delighted to speak to you today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I I quite enjoyed your book, and uh, so I'm really interested in in diving into some of the themes that you talk about there. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, one of the things you talk about quite a bit is this approval trap and mm. how do we get into that 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 <laughs> external of uh, needing that external acceptance for something that's going on internally um can you talk a little bit about that and yes and, uh, yeah. yes 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 i think the the approval traps are tricky and they can be a little bit dangerous because we don't even realize that we're in them in a lot of cases mm-hmm. you know it's only uh, i think often you know as a coach i realize that people will come to me at a certain point in their life when they're really dissatisfied with a life area and once we kind of dig into their beliefs dig into what it is that's kind of keeping them where they are stopping them from making a change it's often they think that they're going to ruffle somebody's feathers, right? They may upset a parent, a friend, a spouse, uh, a colleague, like whoever it may be. But being um, stuck in an approval trap, it's invisible, right? Which is why it's so important to look around at your life, to, to really, you know, fully do this inventory of your life every so often and just think, you know, how much of this was my idea? <laughs> is this really what I wanted? <laughs> is this what somebody else wants from me? What my friends want, what my family wants? Or is it really what I want? Because the approval traps don't come with any warning. Hmm. Well, that's such an important thing to keep in mind. I know when the work I do with, uh, with leaders around impact is mm-hmm. we look at what is yours and what is something you've adopted from someone else? So that's yes. a, I think that's a really important aspect. Yes. It's so interesting. I mean, it even, um, it even impacts us at a superficial level. So for example, I see this again and again, a friend of mine is a stylist and she says that, uh, and I put this in my book, that so much of what women wear and don't wear, like allow yeah. themselves to wear and allow themselves like not to wear, um, yeah. is, is completely influenced by our mothers. Mm, mm. And I mean, when she told me that, I was like, oh, that's definitely not me. But then I'm like, hmm, I think it <laughs> is actually. There are certain things that my mind, like my mom thinks are just, you know, like vulgar to wear, you know, like anything, any, anything with holes in it, any jeans with holes, for example. And right. I just, I, I've never worn them. And I'm 36. I can can wear wear what I like. I could walk naked if I wanted to. Um, But uh, yeah, it's so interesting because these these things, they show up in in big ways and then also in very small, subtle ways in our life too. Yeah, for sure. Well, something that you said, you can do hard things when the word no means nothing, Mm -hmm. no thing to you. 
and when you don't wait for permission to succeed. And I found that quite powerful. Yes. I mean, think about it. Like, what is, what is no? <laughs> I mean, I always think, you know, like, what is it really? Let's, I mean, let's like hold it up to the light. So somebody says no to you, that's okay. Often it's just a, you know, uh, not the right timing or perhaps just not the right fit at that moment. Mm. I mean, when you can, and this is kind of how I define confidence, which I think is a little bit different to the kind of conventional understanding of what confidence is. Confidence at its core is simply one simple thing, which is the willingness to experience negative emotion. Mm. Often we think, oh gosh, you know, a confident person, they look a certain way or they speak a certain way, they hold themselves a certain way. And look, that might be true in some cases, but a confident person is simply willing just to experience rejection, humiliation, getting told no, being shut down, whatever it may be. And the more we do this, the more we are willing to experience negative emotion, we then get into what we call the confidence, a confidence competence loop. Meaning, you know, we do something, it, we begin to get competent just through the, the sheer action of it, which then mm. leads to more competence, then more confidence because you realize how competent you're becoming. It's this really gorgeous cycle. And yeah. when you're willing to experience the things that don't feel great, the nose, the stuff that feels, you know, uncomfortable, uncool, um, then what doesn't belong to you? Like you become this unstoppable person. I love that quote, confidence is the willingness to experience negative emotion because so much of what we're trying to avoid mm. by not doing new things or reaching out to someone when perhaps that you might be rejected, all those things uh, really come into play in that. Yes, it's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, when you're willing to experience the things that most people aren't, then you're also in a real minority. Like you're, there, there are very few people who are, who are really kind of going for it in a big way. So yes, it's true. Like going for the nose, not worrying so much about it, almost having a sense of humor about it too. Right. I think it can take you really far. Mm. Well, you have such a healthy relationship with rejection. I've never, never <laughs> I've never heard, I, I know someone who did a year long project of every day he chose to do something where he was pretty much certain or sure that he would be rejected. And, Fantastic. and he, yeah, he found that it just did not wear on him after a while. Tell <laughs> us about, tell us about how you developed this, such a healthy relationship and, and mm. how can we cultivate that? Yes, I think that this just comes back to having your own steadiness, Ursula, right? If someone rejects you and it shakes you up and it destroys you, even momentarily, then you're always going to be at the whim and the mercy of someone who has the power to say no to you in any given moment, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. your own steadiness is critical in your lifetime. I mean, if you're otherwise, you're almost like a boat out in the ocean. And if someone comes by and rocks you, oh, you're going to flip over, capsize, that's it, right? If that's you true. can just find your own steadiness and it's a quiet thing, it's not like this extroverted, look at me, I'm amazing. Mm -mm. It's like this quiet, peaceful, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be okay type of feeling. Yeah. And I feel like experience teaches us this. And my background, you know, I come from Silicon Valley. I was in tech for 10 years. Like mm -hmm. I was in sales. So I experienced a lot of rejection. And I feel like you don't have to experience 10 years of rejection like I did every day <laughs> to get there. It's like, that's why you write books, right? That's why I created this book. So the takeaway can be, you know, I, I almost feel like 
I know it sounds like a, like an oxymoron, it is, but like I'm a master hacker, right? I want to hack the things that other people have taught me, like w wisdom that I can consume, lessons from other people, to then like adopt the lessons without having to experience it all myself. And that's really what I distilled in, you know, stop checking your likes. Um, the lessons that I've learned using my own stories, the, the best wisdom, which simply just makes your life easier. And isn't that really the goal? Like to have a more it peaceful, is. joyful life with ease. Yeah. And having this relationship with rejection, when you just realize that it's, it really can't hurt you in so many cases, it's just an illusion too. then how, like how differently would you live? You would just live with a far more courageous, probably like um, adventurous spirit. Hmm. Yeah, certainly. Well, um, since the, the audience for this podcast is mostly entrepreneurs and organizational leaders and, what, you, what issues do you see in those in those of us who do that kind of thing? I mean, we're brave enough to go off on our own and start a business. Yes. So that part is not approval seeking, but it still shows up for entrepreneurs and leaders. How, yes. how can we yeah, talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, anyone who's running a business, I applaud you. It's hard, right, Ursula? <laughs> I mean, if well, you and you're doing it too. <laughs> yes, I know, which is why I, re I tr if anyone's had a business for longer than say two years and they, you know, they're, they're making money, they're at a profit. I mean, truly like congratulations, like such respect for me because I know what goes into it, right? Mm -hmm. There are many obstacles. There are many things that go wrong. There are a lot of things that we can't predict. Like look at right now, this pandemic, but yeah. the, the one thing, right, that can kind of keep us in place, keep us, I think, in, the, you know, in this place of steadiness is understanding our own worthiness. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, as a business owner, I heard this once, you'll, you'll, I think you'll like this, Ursula. I heard this once that in order to be an entrepreneur, you need to be a pathological optimist. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, first of all, I believe that. But also, you have to believe that you're worthy of all of the good things that you want. Right? Because if you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go for that. Maybe someone else is better than me. This has already been done before. You know, maybe I'm making enough money. I'm doing a, you know, well enough. I shouldn't be too greedy. Well, when you look at just how abundant the universe is, how, like, how abundant like, nature is, uh, our lives are meant to be abundant. Right? And our, our only real job, I'm convinced of this because everything else you can learn. Right? You can learn ads. You can learn tech. You can learn all sorts of skills. But the most important thing you can manage is your mind. Mm. And so having a very, you know, intentional practice, having your own, uh, you know, your mindset, like a self-directed mindset is, I consider that my only full-time job. Like my full-time mm. job is managing my mind because then everything else becomes easy. So it's remembering my worthiness, understanding how it is I want to feel knowing what it is that I want to you know, contribute during my lifetime and why. Coming back to these questions, I think, gives us a lot of power, a lot of kind of centering, um, and helps us focus on what matters most in terms of our contribution, too. Yeah, yeah I absolutely agree. And I, um, you've talked about how you can uh, talk about yourself and to yourself consciously and intentionally because you are listening. So this isn't just for the purposes of an outside audience. Mm -hmm. It's really about our internal conversations and, and what we choose to say about ourselves to others. Yes. And there's this, this old tool, it's called self-suggestion or conscious auto-suggestion, which is like 
actually implementing language into your mind, just to yourself silently. You can speak it aloud, but you can also just say it silently to yourself. What it is that you need to know in order to feel the way you deserve to feel. Because, you know, our thoughts create our emotions, right? And then our emotions create everything. Because if we're feeling uh, worthy, if we're feeling secure, if we're feeling steady, then the action becomes easy, right? Reaching out, not worrying about rejection, going for it, thinking bigger. That all just happens on its own once we kind of get our thinking and our emotions in like in the right place and nobody else can do that for us we can't abdicate this responsibility at all so mm. it can show up in lots of ways how you wish to do it and i show a lot of different ways in my book but however you whatever you need to do to get there that is the most important thing that you can do every day i love that you say why you, that you should that everyone should be their biggest fan so, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a yeah. tough one for a lot of people I know but what do you think about it like why not <laughs> I know it, it sounds I mean it, it sounds like oh gosh I could never really you know think that I'm a self-advocate I couldn't possibly well why not like what like what are we all waiting for our lifetimes are short Right. When we focus on the self too much, thinking that we're not worthy, thinking that, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know, I'm not ready yet, I'm not there yet, that's really our ego at play. Mm. Right? We didn't ask to be here. For you to be here at this particular time in history, it's already a miracle. So how about you just like don't argue with that? <laughs> how about you don't <laughs> argue with like who you are? Like the fact that you're alive now, all the things had to take place, what you had to survive in order to be here, it's nothing short of miraculous. And so why not just celebrate it? Not in a loud, showy way, but just in a, like with, with your own quiet confidence. And no one's going to advocate for you. Not because the world is bad, right? Or people are evil. It's just because everyone is, has them, themselves to worry about, themselves to, you know, to, to advocate for. So mm -hmm. like being a self-advocate is important and you can do it. You're allowed to do it. I think we all, we all secretly know that it's possible. We just don't give ourselves like the self-approval in order to get there. And that's really, you know, what Stop Checking Your Likes is about, like making your inner like button the loudest and allowing this to be possible and not doing it perfectly 100% overnight, but even just like 10% more, 10% more over time. Well, and we're so culturally trained that, oh, you don't do that and it's not appropriate and you should be constantly improving and therefore you need to be self-critical and all those mm. things come into play too. Yeah. Yes, especially for women, right? We, mm -hmm. We've already seen so much trends and research and data around this, um, but you can be happy where you are and want more that can coexist. Yeah. And sometimes we think if I don't criticize myself, you know, like crazy, then I won't. I mean, think about how that's been working for you. <laughs> right? well, yeah, it's, it's like a motivation tool, which is ridiculous because nothing is more demotivating or not many things are. Yes, it's true. I had a conversation with somebody recently and she said and she wants to lose weight. She's been wanting to lose weight for a long time. And uh, she said that if she loses her self-loathing, then she probably she wouldn't be able to lose weight. And I was like, well, how's your self-loathing worked? Yeah, because her right. son is seven. She said she's willing to lose the baby weight for seven years. And this isn't a judgment on any, anyone's body. It's what she wants for herself, you know? And she just said, well, you know, if I, if I give up my self-loathing, then I'll probably gain weight. And I'm like, well, look what's currently happening. See how successful that is. Like, is it like hating yourself doesn't work. We can't hate ourselves. We can't hate ourselves on the way to joy, hate ourselves on the way to something that we want to feel. And I think it's so important to employ self-compassion in all cases.
I, I totally agree. Well, something you said is uh, how you spend your day is a direct, honest reflection of your truest priorities. Mm. And I think that that's a really important thing to consider because your impact is made up of what you do every day, how you show up, the things that you choose to devote your time to. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, if ever somebody says to me that my friends don't say this to me anymore, ask you like, I don't have time. They're too scared of me. <laughs> because if somebody says, I don't have time, I don't have time. I say, you know, what? just be honest and said, say, this isn't a priority. That's really what that statement means. Right? Like, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to go to that barbecue. I don't have time to write a book or whatever it may be. Well, then you can instead say, and then you'll be more in line with your own integrity right? Uh, that's not, you know, working out, writing a book, going to a barbecue, whatever it may be, that's not a priority for me right now. And not only is that a far more empowering statement, which will drive your own self-respect and the respect of other people, but it's like the truth, <laughs> right? Yes. Like, I think like the truth is the most gorgeous thing, even when it's not perfect, because it never is. But, you know, like integrity is being like our outside self, our inside self, just being in alignment, right? The two mm -hmm. halves, like being like this whole and how you spend your time, right? Is a direct, I mean, as you said, it's a direct reflection of your priorities. So how are you spending your time and is it working and are you happy with it? Is it okay with you? Because, you know, how we spend our days, like the old saying goes, like how we spend our days is how we spend our life. And it's not like every day needs to be perfect instruction and planned. Heck no. But, you know, are you, are you giving enough um, attention to your priorities? You know, and, and just thinking about that and looking around at your life and saying, you know, if, if I carry on like this, is this how, am I going to feel what I want to feel? Is this good enough for me? Because you're allowed to have you're allowed to have a life like that. What is you want to be, do, and have? And looking at your priorities, honestly, can help you get there in this very self-compassionate way, not in a judgmental, change this, change that, but uh, <laughs> hey, what, what matters to me? And how can I, how can I uh, really honor that with how I spend my time? Mm. Yeah, and even the most small, the smallest things are choices as well and can influence what you're, where you're putting your energy in. Where oh, things yes. Astula, what I've learned... Is that everything affects everything, right? It's not like, um, oh, I'm failing in this one life area. I'm pretty good, but in this one area, I suck, right? It's like how you spend your money, how much alcohol you drink, how much time you spend in your business, how much time you spend in your family, they all affect each other. It's yeah. not like one discipline is completely independent and doesn't spill over into every area of your life, right? right? Like every action has an opposite reaction, right? Like the old... Um, scientific rule uh, but yeah so it's like again just kind of being honest with that but in, in in a loving way I mean I remember when I started my business I became a different person I mean I had of course had my business but I showed up differently as a friend I was a different wife I was different mm. just in, in terms of just how my body felt everything affects everything and I think that yeah. when we look at that um, then too we, could, we, we probably want to be a bit more intentional with what it is that we're feeling and doing mm. In what ways did you show up differently with that intentional approach? Yeah. So when my, my business started as a side hustle and I was still working in my tech job and I was seeing my clients with evenings and weekends. And so I kind of got myself together a little bit. Like I, I, I work, travel, always go out, see my friends, hit the bar, etc. But when I started my business, I had this real purpose, you know, and I was, <laughs> 
are so quick to get out of work to get to see my clients at the weekends instead of like you know being hungover sleeping in I'd be like oh I've got my client calls I start at 10 like everything changed I became lighter I physically emotionally I just like I transformed because I had this renewed sense of what it is I want that I was doing and why what I really cared about like the feelings I had about it were so strong and then my husband's like oh gosh you're just so happy because <laughs> he knew I, that I was doing work that meant you know really meant something to me and love comes through service in so many ways and so I I was different as a friend probably more loving and engaged less involved with myself more focused on others and I mean, just that, that decision to start a side hustle, like out of the blue, it, um, it, it just transformed everything around me, including all of my relationships. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's almost an irony in that you're doing this thing for yourself, this side hustle and, and wanting to develop that. And yet it makes you more focused generous. on others. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I great. really believe that success is generous. And this is why it's good. It's, this is why it's healthy and okay to... Uh, to have the goal of success because not only do are you coming from this place of the best you right living from this place of integrity with your own desires but also you're an example right you become this example for other people of someone who's following their desires and we all need real life role models yeah absolutely something that I mean you mentioned change a few times and we're certainly in a time of change mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot going on on a societal level and, and uh, I mean, demonstrations and uh, focus on racism and um, all kinds of issues that are coming up. Mm -hmm. what, what you are not changing, you are choosing is mm. something that you've said. Mm -hmm. How does that, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that it's kind of speaks to the intentionality that you were referring to before, but it's a, it's a big, bold statement. <laughs> yes, it is. I think that in a lot of cases, we think, you know, this is how life is. Right? You know, this is just, you know, how, it, this is a quite a common expression. People will say, oh, that's just how it is. Well, that's just how people are. Or, well, you know, this is how our family do it. Right? That's just how it's done. And when you think about it, there are so many choices that we get to make. We're powerful as human beings. But often we kind of give up that power and go with somebody else's flow. Like often just disguises, you know, how things are. Right. And I remember coaching somebody not, well, it was a while ago and she was like, well, I'm in this relationship and, you know, I don't know. I don't really want to be with him, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to make the decision yet about it. And I'm like, well, you have made a decision because you're in it. Right. <laughs> like inaction is action. Right, it's just a specific type of action, which might be more passive, but it's still action. Same if just say you're in a job that you hate, right? If you're like, ah, I'm not gonna like branch out yet and go, you know, job searching or whatever it may be. It's like, well, then you're choosing your current job. Yeah. Right. And sometimes I think we just use very powerless language, right? Where we use like the passive voice instead of saying, I'm choosing, we'll say, well, ah, oh, you know, um, this is how it is for me. Or well, um, uh, this is how the market is. This is just how it is, you know, versus, well, I am, I've decided for now, or my focus right now is. And I think we give a lot of our power away by realizing that, we're, that we have choices to make that we don't, we don't, we're not actively aware of. Well, and, and I think the behind the powerlessness and feeling like, oh, I, I can't change that is really <laughs> fear. 
And mm-hmm. um, I mean, you, you talk about this in your book, Dan Baker's work. He kind of distills fear down to one of two things. It's either I am not enough mm-hmm. or I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, it's, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Like, and uh, that, I mean, yeah. go ahead. I, I find this fascinating, absolutely, because when you think about all fears, essentially you can put them into one of those two buckets. Like when you get down to it, like whatever the fear is, you get down to it, break it down, break it down, break it down. It's largely the first fear. I'm not enough. That's where most of the fears land. But then, you know, I don't have enough is very active too. And this is kind of where we see a lot of uh, uh, struggles with money, right? A lot of fights about money, a lot of uh, lawsuits around money, like uh, a constant feeling like I want more, 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 more money, right? The need of like having enough for security. Uh, but yeah, the issue of feeling like I'm not enough. I feel like the more and more I work and expand and learn, I just feel like this is like really the core problem beneath so many problems. Hmm. Yeah, I think that understanding really helps too because it, it makes it somehow less scary and less like something you want to avoid looking at because I think often fear runs things because people don't want to look at what they're afraid of. It, they feel like it might be bigger than that. Or Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you see it all the time. I mean, you see it even in um, innocent ways. So, uh, you know, part of my business, I teach publicity, right, for entrepreneurs. So how to get press so that you can grow your business, you know, get new email leads, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I was, I asked somebody if they wanted to be, I was asked to be a communication specialist for CNN. And I knew someone who was actually a better place to do it. And I wanted to give her the opportunity. And she was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And I'm like, I know why you're saying you don't know. You do know. (laughs) It's just, you know, you're thinking um, the imposter syndrome is kicking in. And you're thinking, uh, am I going to be enough for this? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, we don't, I mean, we don't think that immediately. We don't think, I'm not enough, right? But our feelings are, oh, gosh, you know, um, I don't know what they'll want. I don't know if I'll mess it up. Like, you know all the thoughts that happen, you know, yeah. these thought loops. But really, if I know that if we broke it down, it would be like, I'm not sure I'm going to be enough for this CNN reporter for this interview. And of course she is, right? And sometimes it's great to then, um, to show your faith in others, right? It's always going to be their decision to show your faith. Um, but then also to be the example. Again, like kind of going back to success, being generous. I'm so open, Ashley, about my lack of qualifications and the <laughs> fact that I just go for it, right? Because if, if not me... Like, what's the expression? Like, um, why not? Like, why not? Like, why not me? Why right. not you? Let's just do what we can <laughs> with our short yeah. lifetime. <laughs> right. Right. And have some fun. Right. Frankly, like, have some fun. I think that we're missing the point so often when we just make it all so serious, too. Mm. Well, you've you touched on this uh, as a kind of um, dynamic that I think happens, this dynamic between asking and receiving. And Mm. some of us have trouble with both. and Some of us have trouble with one or the other. Um, Is, I mean, let's start with asking. I mean, it's about expressing what you want, asking questions, communicating that clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What, what do you think is, is really important in asking uh, yeah. for what it is that you want. Asking's a superpower. I mean, it's, it's so underused. I mean, I feel like uh, if we dialed up our asking 10%, 20%, right, in our life, it's amazing what you can receive. And the thing is, like, this dynamic exchange, like, you know, um, give and take, it really is the same thing. Like, when you think about it, like, often we, we – 
you know, I hear women specifically say all the time, you know, I'm thrilled to give, but I could never ask. Like, oh, I'll be there in a second to help you, but I wouldn't ask you to come help me pick me up from the airport, you know, whatever it may be. And I'll right. say, why is that? Like, how, like, how is it fair? Like, where is the fairness in that? And it's just this, you know, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy of receiving, right? However small the ask may be. But what do you think, you know, whatever it is that you're receiving, right? Because you're, you're getting replenished, you're being uh, supported, you're being helped. You're in such a stronger position to be a giver for others. You know, mm. We all know the person who's really depleted because they give to others and they become resentful then they become almost sure. a little bit rebellious. Yeah. Right. We have, you can even see it. They have, um, Gretchen Rubin speaks about this obliger rebellion when they're mm-hmm. giving, 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 and then it's too much. And then it, yeah. this person you know, can become sick or stressed. So it's important to ask and to like, and, and to be a giver. And I think too, if you just start with giving, right. But giving in a way that feels authentic, not needy because excessive giving is a form of neediness too, mm-hmm. but yeah. giving in a way that feels good, giving in a way that feels alignment with you like in alignment and then being brave enough to ask being, you know, willing to experience the negative emotion of asking <laughs> and then just seeing what happens. It's amazing how many people want to help you. Like the world is good. Like yes. people do want to help and there is such pleasure in giving too. So if asking is something that scares you, I would have it. I would, I even like recommend a challenge, like ask for three things in 24 hours, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it may be. And just see what happens, see what happens. You know, the action will cure, like clear the fear with it and then see if you're, uh, inspired to keep going because I think that you will be. Yeah. Oh, that's a good exercise. I mean, I'm challenged by both of those or have been challenged. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the, re- the receiving aspect is important as well because you can ask and get what you want and still not be able to take it all in. And I yeah. think that is inhibiting as well because if you're not receiving it, if you're not fully accepting it, then it's not doing as much good as it could be doing and what you do with it and then and then serve others with um it's a really complex interplay yes it is and this is i mean coming back to like the worthiness i mean it it, it, just always will come back to this because are you willing to receive something only if you believe that you're that you you're in a position to receive that you're good enough to receive something and you are like I speak so much in my book about our oh, worthiness being like fixed, this undeletable thing. And I tell kind of like this joke, but it's a joke, but it's also serious. You know, if you went out somewhere hiking or skiing with a group of people and you, you know, you, you went missing from the group, you got lost and it was getting dark and the weather conditions were bad. Like, would they say, okay, let's just see if Ursula is worth saving. <laughs> like, is she verified on Instagram? Wait. How much money does she have? Let me just have a quick life review of this woman. Is is it worth saving her life? If you were a criminal, we would say to you. Like, no matter what, like, you would be rescued. And if that's true in the physical realm, how can it not be true in every other realm? Well, and I I think we're supposed to help each other in the sense that Mm -hmm. that's what gives so much satisfaction and, Mm. and connection, really. Yes. And when you think about it, we need each other. Like think about how the world exists. Even if you just think about like what you're going to have for lunch today, think about all the people that had to be involved, the, the food to be on your plate, all the natural elements, all the human beings, all like we're dependent on each other. We need each other, like the communities that we live in. 
And so why not just allow it to be this kind of very strong give and take community, which isn't just, you know, how we get by or this invisible thing, but something, you know, which is conscious where we're willing to give more than expected and also ask um, more, more than expected too. Well, one of the last things that uh, in your book, and I, I'll make this the last question before we do our, our little rapid round of impact uh, questions, but you say, how, how can I let this be easier? That's something that you ask yourself. And for, for somebody who comes from a very strong work, work ethic, it's, it seems like a, such a weird question, although I have asked myself that. <laughs> yes. Because on some level, it's like, what? What do you mean by that? So uh, how, how is that playing out? How has that played out for you? Oh, I love this. I'm so happy you've asked this, right? And I'm so happy that you brought up the fact that it's weird, right? Because it is. No one's like, how can this be easier? We're all like, how can we make this really, really hard and sweat and suffer so we feel like we deserve the good result? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It's so interesting. I see this with, uh, yeah, I mean, not just female entrepreneurs, but I would say I, I've seen this happen so many times, like they'll get a really great business win or a great piece of media. And they're like, well, it just kind of came to me. And I'm like, amazing. Look at what you just attracted. And they're like, well, shouldn't I have, well, they're not saying this, but they're thinking, shouldn't I have suffered more for this? <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like truly when you think about it, so for example, uh, today I have a webinar with a, a, a company to do a, 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 it's a confidence and social selling training. And they were like, do you want to present? And I was like, let's just do a Q&A because mm -hmm. that way I don't have to prepare anything. Right. Less work for me. I find the Q&A is more interesting because you get the real questions asked that someone's thinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I show up. My only job is to be honest, valuable, on time. <laughs> right? Like, right. Uh, give as much value as I can and just to you know, show up and be there. But I could in another life have spent three hours sweating out a new presentation around social selling, you know, um, fought with my husband about it, worried about it, stressed out about it. Uh, and the result wouldn't have been any better. In fact, I'd say that it would be less good, right? Versus me being relaxed and easy about it. Mm -hmm. Ease is a very attractive quality because we all want to be more relaxed. Yes. You know, so when we think, you know, how can something be easy? And look, this is why I love talking about being a master hacker, right? It's like, there is a, there is a way to get somewhere, but is there an easier way? Like, is there someone I can learn from? Can I ask a question? Comes to asking again, you know, um, even interestingly, my husband was uh, recently doing some new forms with a new, when we're using a new um, platform within our business and he was creating some forms and I'm like, just ask the Facebook group how, how to, he was trying to figure it out. I'm like, just ask the Facebook group, just get on the chat. He was making it too hard. <laughs> you <laughs> and know? probably got an answer immediately. Immediately. And he was like, yeah. Oh, and they gave him a whole um, swipe thing of how somebody else does their templates. And it was like, Oh, well, he could have suffered for a week. Or you, just, or you just ask. So I think that too, this is a self-love question. How can it be easier? Like going easy on the self, knowing that it's, you're okay. It's okay if something can come easily to you or for you. Mm. Well, this kind of ties back to a couple of things you said in the beginning, which is, I mean, it is making it easier on yourself if you choose to be your biggest fan, if you choose to look at rejection yes. as no thing. Yes, yes. And look, I tell you, if you, if you can commit to being more self-approved, more confident, right? It doesn't happen overnight. It's gradual, right? We do this a little bit each day, experience more negative feelings each day, ask each day, be willing to be rejected each day. 
I also, not only does your life open up tremendously, but I think that you save so much time. Like you'll be amazing. Oh my the, gosh, hours, yeah. the hours you have on your hands <laughs> because you're like, well, that was done. That person said, yes, I don't need to explore that because someone just showed me what to do. And then you're like, huh, well, it's two o'clock and I might have a nap. Right. Well, and, the, and those of us that are more introspectively inclined, you, you save hours of, of wondering why something happened and what you could have done differently, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. there's yes. a limit to that. <laughs> that's right. Yes. And then yeah. one more thing I'll add to that um, is if you're unsure of something, right? So for example, just say someone says something that hurts your feelings, right? Or um, someone says something and you find it confusing, ask right? We make big assumptions and we don't ask, you know, mm. and we can, go, we can have a problem in our head for two or three weeks, sometimes years, because we've misunderstood something, mm. you know, and so it's really good to clarify, again, this takes courage. Yeah. Most people yeah. won't do it, right? They'll be like, oh, I'll do anything to like avoid a difficult conversation. But if you're like, hey, um, you know how you said to me that you didn't want to do that thing? I was just, I just wanted to ask, is it because you... And then X or Y. And they'll be like, oh, no, it's because I'm da -da 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 -da. I'm going to be in, you know, the Bahamas that weekend. Like, whatever it may be. We make wild assumptions. We suffer for no reason because we don't have the courage to ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's so good. So good. Well, Susie, I always wrap up these interviews with three questions about impact. Are you game? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. I love rapid fire. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. So the first one is, what's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? Um, that everybody has the same potential to make an impact. It's just a decision, and you, you claim it or you don't. Mm, that is great. I love that. The decision part, very key. Yeah. Yes, because we are powerful, <laughs> so you can make your impact um, or not. Mm, absolutely. Well, the second question is, what's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? I read self-help books nonstop. Like, they're going out of style. <laughs> like, they're going to all blow up. Like, I read them. Like, I read one every three or four days. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. I need a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> help. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan, too, so I know what you mean. Yes. The last question is if there's one piece of advice or an insight you'd want to share with somebody and another entrepreneur who's saying, I want to positively affect things. I want to have impact. What would you say to them? I would say relax into your worthiness. So instead of like hustling or thinking there's a way you've got to figure it out, where do you start? Just think, huh, how can this be easier? How, I can, how can I just remember my own worthiness and make a, a relaxed, creative first day of Mm, I love that. Well, that ties right into the ease that you were talking about. It's perfect. Yes, yes. And yeah. when you think about it, at all relax, we are at almost creative. Yes. Yeah. I mean, ideas come more easily. Yes. Yeah. Stress cuts yeah. our brain. Like stress makes our brain act like it's drunk, right? It just shuts <laughs> us down. So when you can be relaxed, then you, and, and no one tells you to relax. Right. We're told like, what do your eyes bleed? You know, what, you have a nine to five, but what's your five to nine? If you're sleeping, you're a loser. Right. Mm -mm, I don't believe in any of that. The world mm. is kind. It's generous. It will support you. People are good. You mm. know, and so you can relax into the next right move and it will be shown to you. And when it comes to asking, you can also ask for divine guidance if that's something that you believe into. Mm. 
Well, that's a wonderful message to leave people with. Susie, I thank you so much for being here. I love your energetic, positive outlook, that pathological optimism that you were talking about <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, the, and your book has so many concrete ways that you can deal with the things that we all deal with, and including all the things we talked about today. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Asila. Mwah. So much love to you. Oh, thank you. And back to you. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you and how can they buy your book? Oh, lovely. Um, my book is available everywhere books are sold. It's called Stop Checking Your Likes. And you can head over to my website for some free confidence resources. It's susie, S-U-S-I-E-more.com. Mm, great. Well, thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you, Ashley. You too. Thank you for joining me. If you want to discover more about your impact, you can schedule a business impact assessment with me. That's 75 minutes of focus on your and your company's impact and how you can increase it. Just email me at Ursula at workalchemy.com to schedule your business impact assessment. It's my gift to you. Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on your favorite podcast app, or on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, join our community of leaders like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.